You've once again been listening to the dulcet tones of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. All I want for Christmas this year is world peace, a big bowl of scotch eggs and a euthanasia pill for my mother-in-law, June. The answers to last week's quiz are Black Holes, Threadworm and the Olsen Twins. And you'll certainly be seeing double after the well-stuffed taducken of incredible music, traffic reports and interviews we've got for you today. So pull up a chair, cut a slice and put your anusol on ice. It's time to suck on the chicken bone of love with QCR Queer Community Radio. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your head and let it flow into me. Well, look me over. <laughs> I didn't get dressed like this to go unnoticed. <laughs> she spent weeks looking for me. She needed something, anything to make things work. Something to kick back the spice in their marriage. All the action I've seen so far is being stuck in the corner of the downstairs bathroom for some imaginary me time. <laughs> Imagine me rubbernecking with the two ninety nine home bargain love hearts and the Poundland Vanillas. Today, she lights me frantically to cover up the smell of shit when the Amazon delivery is due. Blows me out as soon as she shuts the door. Did the thousand little bees that made my wax do all that work for this? <laughs> Honestly. Lights me up again later during our me-time, opening her legs and running the tap between them. See, Peter hasn't touched her in about three months now, and he's never eaten her out. Not once. She never reaches full climax, though. Must be something about the angle. Just sloshes nervously back and forth in the water until eventually letting out a short, sharp, whimpering sigh. She must be dying for a proper of fuck that'd blow the cobwebs off the soul. I'm a Yankee candle, see? A peppermint martini, how do you doodle do? I was in the warehouse with a blush bouquet and an apricot rose. Used to know fluffy towels too, but I think they got picked up by an influencer for some student hall and never made it out again, poor bugger. No one wants to end up in a toilet, see? Except maybe George Michael. And I resent only being used to cover up her Cleveland steamers. Most of all, I resent how weak she is with Peter. Her voice and manner so stifled and sniveling when she's around him. Like he's some eight foot tall Greek god and not just a middle manager at Staples. They've been trying for a baby too. As if that'll improve matters. Not trying by doing the nasty, but by talking about it incessantly. I get more action than her poor puss when she spits on her fingers and squeezes me out after an unsuccessful come on from old PP. Always working late, too tired, not in the mood. I know erectile dysfunction when I smell it and it stinks out the room like off-brand pumpkin spice latte. So, here we go again. 
supposed to be date night. She's been waving incense about all Kate Bush in some flowing number before remembering it sets off her asthma. Puts it out in the bathroom sink, stares herself down in the mirror and that's when she clocks me. Peter hates that asthma. I've seen his face twitching in irritation when she's wheezing next to him during Stacy Dooley investigates. So she grabs me and off we go upstairs with a bottle of jammy red roux and two glasses. She's popped me next to a moon pig Christmas card he got her in 2014. This was the only time he'd bothered to write more than his name. I'll say no more. She positions herself on a bed like an Anne Summers advert, pops on the best of Sade and starts on the vino plonco. A tale as old as time. Forty minutes pass and I think you best be coming home soon as I'm halfway to heaven here, baby, losing my wick as it is. She's wearing the new negligee. Not bad for her. It's trimmed to hairy horns that normally peek out of her pyjama shorts. Not that I judge mind. <laughs> Wine drunk now, trying out different poses for him to find her in in front of the cabinet mirror. Another 20 minutes and the bottle of red's long gone. She's all hot and bothered and peels off the satin nighty cord that was meant for Peter's clammy claws. She sits naked for a second, curly blow hanging down over her face like a Shetland pony, and takes a deep breath and turns her bleary eyes towards me, flickering light in her darkest hour. She's rather beautiful like this, I'll admit, staring her big sad eyes into my dwindling flame. She's never been like this with me before. She drunkenly sways her head to and fro in a half smile now, moving with my flame. I have her full attention and see an idea cross over her face as she stays fixed on me and moves her hand down between her open legs. She walks her fingers to her clitoris, half closing her eyes and biting her lip as she permits herself this oh-so-necessary pleasure. Despite myself, I burn brighter, bigger for her, to see her own power in my full light, knowing I haven't much time left. Knowing she's wasted the best of us in a tacky seaside-themed lavatory and at the silent dinners with Peter. Why, I've never seen her so real, so exposed. She has an out-of-body experience then, rocking on her own palm, her eyes jammed shut. The afterglow of my flame imprinted in her vision. Total immersion. The vibrant heat of it like nothing she's ever felt before. Peter forgotten. The unborn forgotten. Nothing matters now but the flames and the fingers. This is my supernova moment. And I keep burning, charged with Gasmic power, catching with my last licks the neck curtain, the cellophane on the book of baby names, and then Peter's bloody card. As she moans, my fire spreads up 
the dusty curtain to a set of Bimberg polyester duvets they keep on top of the wardrobe. Molten plastic dripping down onto the cottagecore sheepskin rug and a wool-knit shrug that looked a lot better on Instagram. And before we know it, on to the bedspread. Of course, by now, it's too late. She opens her eyes, coughing at the smoke and continues to ride the wave of calm until the fire sedates her entirely. Viewed from above, flames seem to make a simple ring before engulfing her body completely. Six hours later, she's reunited with Peter in a body bag. What's left of her anyway? The handsome fireman treads through the wreckage, fingering my remains. He lifts my toughened glass from the ashes, pointing at the squibbed wick and asking if I could have been the cause. <laughs> Not a little old me. They zip me up in a plastic bag. Looks like another Yankee candle. Oh, I love a man in uniform. Why'd you come in here looking like that in your cowboy boots and your painted old jeans? All decked out like a cowboy's dream. Why'd you come in here looking like that? sexual proclivities, you know. But I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. It's the common understanding and recognition for centuries, thousands of years, that marriage is between a man and a woman. That will never change. It's part, it's hardwired into our human nature. That's the way we are made. It tells us that homosexual behavior is actually quite widespread in the animal kingdom, not only between males, but also between females. You don't find two male dogs or two male lions, two male, two male impalas, two male cats, even lizards, two male elephants, two male, there's nothing like that in nature. It's unnatural. It's not just sheep. More than 450 vertebrates and more than 1,500 species overall engage in homosexual acts aplenty, illustrating that homosexuality isn't against nature. It's completely part of nature. Finally, their strange politic relationship comes to an end with a bump. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Me? Yeah, you. Yes. Nathaniel Saxon, sir. 
Your name's not Buttfucker3000, you yo-ho. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> That's the dressing room. I, I don't go in there. I just mop the floors. Varnished wood, squeaky clean like out ever happened. I stumbled in there by accident once and it was all wigs on sticks, you know, sequins blind in your eyes and great big monster shoes. Empty buckles everywhere. So much crumbled powder over mirror could hardly see my own reflection. Like baker's glasses. <laughs> you don't expect to have to make small talk with their, well, one of them. Their wig had slipped off, so that offered some humanity. I saw they were receding like me. And underneath the makeup, they had kind eyes. The sort of kindness eyes have when they first wake up in the morning, you know. Not that I've seen many of those, eh? <laughs> and you, I, I let them know they're all right and had them sit by fire exit while they waited for taxi. Martin, they were called. Nice guy, really. Any up. I don't mess with them because they're a touch brash and always trying to put you on the back foot and I'm paid too little to get involved in all that and as I said, I don't go in there. That's their dressing room. This morning, though, yeah, I, I do open it. It's the mess. Mess bothers me, see? I'm one of them. And, and I thought if I could just tidy things up a bit for them, you know... For Martin, knowing they're sort of mucky, and, and no, meaning no offence by it, but, you know, they are. I've, I've seen the way they leave the club, and, well, there was this open drawer smiling at me with this glistening, tanned tongue hanging out. <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of my dog, Chopper. He's a Pekingese. That's why I went over anyway. It must have been the bleach or out because I was getting these spots and sparkles in my eyes and, you know, I, I approached the drawer just because it, it was familiar and, and, and only it wasn't a tongue when I got there. It, it, it was a leg, but not a leg, but, 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 but one of them, the, the, the pantyhose, pairs of tights they, they, they like to wear. So, so I goes to tuck it back in because I don't want any other cleaners stumbling in and getting confused like me but but my hand just stopped still possessed like just holding them and I find my, my fingers slowly stroking the nylon like little baby fingering its pinky and I do start to feel soothed I'm tugging the full pair of tights out with the draw now. I feel anger, anger or, or, or something like guilt. And both my hands are working them out of the draw in tandem now, one after other after other. And I'm pulling, I'm pulling on the bowline of a great ship of strong seafaring men. And I gently release them from their parent stem and bring the blackened, stiff soul of the tights to my 
At last. <sighs> I pull the tendons across my nostrils in a flossing motion. Back and forth, my legs start to buckle beneath me, my breath deepening. <sighs> I allow my tongue to slip out and gently suckle on the imprint of a knee. The nook where corner fabric once clung to joint. I allow my spickle to mix with the aroma of home time and gently swallow the remains. I wrap the nylon flesh around my face and an ocean of scents transports me. Oh, I've seen pictures online of men being suffocated by octopuses and that, and that's what it's like. I inhale into this rich gusset of a sea monster and find the indelible salt of the sea. The sweat of seafaring men. Of little sequined fish. Of my dog Chopper's fur and his hot breath stinking of steak and kidney chow chow again. And think maybe there is a god in the deep oily note of walnuts in the divine symmetry of the hoistery and the feel of me rough hands moving across the perfect earthly grooves and the tip of my tongue tasting the sweeter notes the talcum of newborn babes the heady perfume of petunia and a steaming spoonful of cinnamon Christmas cake Alfie Alfie we appreciate you've been working here a very long time, but you've been caught red-handed on the CCTV. Do you have anything to say for yourself? That's the dressing room. I don't go in there. I just mop the floors. Shall we dance? I used to sing a tisket, a tasket, a green and yellow basket. Once again, apologies for any interference. We only blame the murderers of Alexander Litvinenko and the new 5G tower. I'm too sexy for my life. She's a horrible person. Too sexy for my life. Don't start with too me. Too sexy for my life. Shut too up. Too sexy for my life. I wouldn't you know me. pick you up with yeah. two sticks. Shut up. <laughs> Welcome to Darren Twig Yoga. Come in, John. Come in, stop playing with that plate. Sit down, Jane. Ignore the fax machine. That shouldn't be here. This class is about free birth, labour. Every one here is pregnant. Let the mind go. Go home. Phone home. E.T. Home alone. Send me a message when you get home. Or just ring twice. Where do you live? The trailer park. What is the trailer to your life? 
who would play you in the lead's role? Marilyn Monroe? Or a sack of spuds, Jane? Who wounded you? Who wound you up? Ask your baby that. Who wound you up? Repeat. You did. You divvy. You meth. You wound yourself up. Soaking in the amniotic fluid. Tangled in your umbilical cord like a regular schmuck. Whose fault is that? No one's. It's the human condition. Breast milk. Rusks. Formula. My milk is wholesome. What's your milk like? Is it full fat? Is it long life UHT? Is your milk curdled, Jane? Or are you a wheel of cheese? Or are you the cream under the silver top like me? Invite yourself in. Go on. Go on. You're not vampires. Invite yourselves in. You can see your own reflections. Or can you? Do you sleep in the day and wake at night? Ignore that. Or invited in. What are you a slave to? Visualise a you where you're fully you. Do it. Do it. You can't do it, can you, Jane? You haven't got the guts, Divvy. Some of us are lying in the gutter, but we're looking at the stars. Star bars. The cousin of the boost. Bring them back. Bring back star bars. And now, back into cacao and breathe. Only four more hours to go. And then you've got your ice bath. It's been what I can only describe as a multi-orgasmic pleasure. And before we hose the ectoplasm off the walls of the studio here, it's now time for our listener calls. Well, I'd love to come and join you boys, but Mother gets testy if she doesn't feed before dark. Jerry! Jerry! I'll, I'll speak to you later. I uh have to prepare the feeding tubes. Oh, no, love. You want a radar? Key fuck, get in there. I can fetch it for you if you like. Oh, girl, look at her. She's fucking skinnier than cabin carpenter. I can break her fucking leg around me neck. Eh, give us that split. I don't want to look at her a second longer. Denise, give me an apple split. Nah! Now we are going to do something extremely fun. We're going to play a wonderful game called Who Is My Daddy? And though we've got enough rosemary for a five bird roast, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. So whether you're mucking out the stables or crying into a mediocre Subway salad, we've been us and you've been you. Good night and God bless. Here to play us out this evening, it's September with their classic Cry For You.